ladies and gentlemen. Wow, we're just diving in. I don't even know if I'm ready for this. Guys, I got to be honest with you. Last episode started with me, Raz, and Joe because he was late this morning. Guess what? I was late. And I want to have a moment of honesty with everybody in this room. I lied to you guys in that slack. I lied to you. I didn't have a phone call. I told him I'm going to be 10 to 15 minutes oh, really? late. I had to take a phone call early from my computer setup. But there was no way for me to tell you guys honestly what had happened. Well, Do you want to know, Joe? Yeah, what happened? I ate two scoops of ice cream last night from Baskin Robbins, and I am lactose intolerant. I woke up at 5 a.m. this morning with the pressure of a thousand suns uh, in my lower stomach, and then I woke up again at the normal time, 6:15. Took a shower, was battling, battling. I mean, I went to the bathroom like six times this morning. So I'm sorry. I was I was gonna spare you guys the details, but it just doesn't feel right. With all these people in this room working so hard, and I feel like we have our own little SWAT team here, I just can't lie to you guys. So my stomach has just been ravaged. Hey, it happened. Those 31 flavors betrayed me. <laughs> what flavor did you get? Uh, you know, every single night for like a couple years when I was back uh, living at home, my mom and dad would always have chocolate and mint chocolate chip ice cream in the freezer. Yeah. So... It'd be one scoop of each, and that's what I ran last night. And let me tell you something. I definitely did not my learn my lesson because the night before I did the yeah. same thing, and I was battling with the same problems. You do this like two to three times a week, I feel like. Well, it's just this fucking weed pen, man. Like, I, I stopped smoking like 10 years ago because I would get panic attacks, but I found the CBD. It's like four CBD to one THC, so you don't really get too high. You don't ever feel panicked or mm -hmm. schizo at all. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, it reminded me so much of how badly I get the munchies. Yeah. And it's just them sweets want to tickle my tongue. So I was late. I gave everybody a heads up, though. That's the thing. And I'm allowed to be late. Yeah. I was, Jen and I were talking about this because I made sure I got here. Not extra early, but I was early enough. And uh, she called me before, too. And she's like, oh, you got to get in here. <laughs> like, there's a race between you and Matt. And uh, she's like, oh, are you going to say anything? And I'm like, well, you know, if if it wasn't for you, the show wouldn't exist, so I wouldn't be here. So I don't really have any room. You're a coward, Joe. <laughs> I don't really have. Uh, no. You know what you did. I'll let you, <laughs> <laughs> you know what you did. I'll let you sit, Matt. I don't, have to t I don't have to say anything. Brother, I've actually been waiting. I wanted to come in yesterday and film this episode. The thing we got to talk about is... Uh, well, there's many things we need to talk about, but we might even consider, we should possibly consider filming two episodes today because we're both out of town for, oh, I'm out of town for like five days for this yeah. wedding. One of my best friends getting married. It's during the Texas major. Everybody's been asking me if I'm going. I wish I was. Uh, but at the same time, I'm, I'm so happy that uh, one of my best friends, Richard Shibby Webb, is getting married to Ellen Urlery. And I cannot wait for them. But the reason why I've been excited is because there's a lot happening in, in the world around us. And I've been chomping at the bit. I talked a little bit about it on stream. I don't know why I'm so invested in this world that's happening with Ja Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies. Ja Morant. <laughs> what? Have you been seeing the, it's uh, Ja Morant, Warrant memes. Oh my God. <laughs> and Ja Wick. Brother, I have, I, I just, for the life of me, cannot understand. We have to talk about this. Ja Morant, who has basically been on a warpath with the Memphis Grizzlies for like the last two years to become the most hated basketball team in all of the NBA. You know, there was all these memes around the trade deadline. Oh, we're good in the West, he said. And then somebody made the hardest, like the 16-year-old kid made the hardest TikTok NBA edit I've ever seen. Kyrie goes to the Mavs. KD goes to the Phoenix Suns. Westbrook goes to the Clippers. You know, all hell is breaking loose in the West. Everybody's just like pointing and laughing. Yeah. But even then, like Dylan Brooks and Draymond Green, they were having some uh, some beef online. Mm -hmm. You know, talking about Dr uh, Draymond Green wouldn't even be like on a starting roster on another team, which I think is a little unfair. I think yeah. Draymond Green is actually like an incredible role player. Yeah. And of course, fits really well on and has for the the Golden State Warriors. But brother. We can talk about the, the the nuance of the situation, but long story short, Job Morant gets on Instagram Live last week. There's strippers in the background, rap music's playing, and then all of a sudden this man is brandishing a gun, a gun on his Instagram Live. And I just don't under 
stand. You're an NBA superstar. Apparently, that day, too, that uh, players-only meeting that Steven Adams called, saying, like, we got to be better about, like, not going out on the road and, like, focusing and, like, dialing in on basketball. And that night was the night that he went out. <laughs> he ignored it. Yeah, I saw yeah. that yesterday, too. He ignored it, went out. I just... If you're if you're basically knocking on the door of a supermax, I mean, you've got hundreds of millions of dollars of career earnings just right in front of you on the horizon, and all you got to do is just continue to play basketball. I mean, he had a couple clips go viral in the last few years, even with this Memphis Grizzlies, uh, you know, villain arc of him tipping like five hundred dollars at a diner. You know, he's working with Nike. Mm-hmm. I mean, seemingly has everything in this world going for him. And for some reason, everybody's saying that he wants the hood to accept him. Yeah. And he went to a private school. And somebody put the eight-mile meme up. Yeah. Look, man, I can't put myself in Ja Morant's shoes. All that I know is that under any circumstance, if you are in that position, there is no reason under any circumstance that you should be flashing a gun on Instagram Live. I saw Steven Jackson, uh, who was considered like one of the bad boys of the NBA. You know, he got in that big brawl. He actually gave some great advice. Like, look, man, you made a mistake, but it's what you do now that will really define your career. And I can totally understand, too, the dynamic of, oh, I have a bunch of people talking online. I need to be able to protect myself at all times. But at the end of the day, if you got that much money, I would just have four goons following around me 24-7. And that's all you need. You got all the protection in the world. There is no reason why you should have a gun flashed on Instagram Live. I just can't I just can't wrap my head around it. Yeah, I... By far and away, probably one of the dumbest things that I've ever seen somebody do in the world of professional sports and maybe even just entertainment in general. I got <laughs> what are you what are you thinking this guy probably had like five vodka sodas in him feeling amazing like yo these people are gonna think this shit is so hard yeah also too the actual video he flashes it for like half a second and he has like 1300 people watching him at the time but of course like that just gets clipped immediately well yeah i would imagine so <laughs> but even like you could barely i don't cut. even think it's in a of course moment <laughs> yeah but i uh all of that aside you know you give a kid i was like coming into this i knew we were going to talk about this and i was like trying to think of my own take on it where it's like okay i can't blame him you know you give a kid 230 million dollars he's got a nike shoe deal he's got a powerade deal like you know what what do you expect but at the same time powerade really picked their timing perfectly there i'm trying not to cut you off as much guy yeah <laughs> but uh from an entertainment perspective, I fucking love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, sucks for Ja. He's got, you know, deleted all his socials. He's got to deal with all that. He's uh, indefinitely away from the team. We'll see what happens. But I I mean, I'm I'm all about it. I'm all about NBA Twitter right now. <laughs> he just doesn't need a, a, a gun to get, like, street cred. I mean, brother, what's tough is that you have a young kid who's got hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people poking and prodding at every decision and move that he makes. But I don't think what they realize is that is enough. You don't need any more credit. Like You are an NBA superstar. There's nobody that you're trying to impress at this point. I mean, you have and are living a dream that every single person, like 99.9% of these people on earth would trade places with you at any given time throughout your career. Why jeopardize that? Yeah, And even then, I know he's young and he wants to go out and do a bunch of shit that, you know, maybe he dreamed about when he was a kid. You know, somebody in my chat brought up a good point. Drake has one of his quotes, one of his verses, you know, all these uh, athletes want to be like us, mm-hmm. but we want to be like them. Yeah, I just think that there is a persona that they want to put on or live. But at the end of the day, just keep your head down. You're at a five-star hotel, every city that you go to. I mean, you are living a lavish life of luxury. Why? Why flash a fucking pistol on Instagram Live? And we're not even talking about the strippers in the background either. I mean, this was a full-blown music video this guy was filming. It's all that young boy they're, they're listening to down in Memphis. Man, I, I got too old for hip-hop right as young boy like blew up on YouTube, so I don't have an affinity for him or any 
interest, but he's you know one of the most viewed uh, rappers on all of YouTube, and he's had a uh, just a, a portfolio of court cases and problems. I just can't. I just cannot. Not to beat a dead horse, wrap my brain around it, but you know, John Morant. Everybody makes mistakes. You got to come back. Just keep your mouth fucking shut. Yeah. Just shut up. So you're telling me you've you've never flashed a gun on Instagram Live before? I've been thinking about it. <laughs> I feel like that's next up. <laughs> I mean, that, uh, like, <laughs> hey, Twitch is popping. You know, gotta gotta get yourself back in the mix. Yeah, like a Twitch little controversy. Been, controversy. Twitch been going crazy. Well, no, the controversy. I was thinking about this on the way uh, here as well. I was, I had nine thousand viewers yesterday. Scump. It's it's a beautiful thing. He takes Mondays off after doing watch parties Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So he won't even play ranked for four days out of the week, and I'm just here with my bucket, just picking up all the viewers. He rated me twice, so now all the people that would normally watch Scump if he were online are tuning into my stream. Mm -hmm. I've got like four or five hours on the weekends before his watch parties go live where I get to just scoop up those viewers. Yeah, Rank play has been unbelievable. I mean, the fact that I'm sitting here with nine to 10,000 viewers without tweeting out my stream with no host, no raid, it's been an incredible feeling, but somebody was trying to deflate my fun yesterday I'm in the middle of eating my bowl. I, I'm, I'm just minding my own fucking business. And then all of a sudden, I got first-time viewers. Whenever you're streaming on Twitch on the back end, it'll show you who's a first-time chatter. Mm -hmm. And apparently, Ms. Kiff was uh, poking and, and making fun of 100 Thieves in some capacity or another, saying that we don't utilize our creators correctly, and here's all the problems with their business. I don't know the full story. I, I have not, on my mother's soul, even gone back and looked at any of the clips. And I even said it then. I'm like, I don't think Ms. Kiff's in a position to be telling us how to run a business. I mean, everybody's a fucking expert. But at the end of the day, aside from all the drama that Ms. Kiff has been involved in, I don't even know that entire situation. I yeah. fuck with Ms. Kiff. He's been over to the content house. We've chatted. I've dapped him up. I got no problems with him. So I didn't want to have too hard, harsh of an opinion before I actually knew what he was saying. But I told all these fucking kids, yo, listen, if you guys want to go jerk off to a just chatting streamer, that's your prerogative. Don't bring it over on my front door because Twitch has become, and I've talked about this before. I don't know if it's been privately or on these Courage and Shot Show podcasts. I just hate so much of what Twitch has become. It's everything that I was running away from in high school. You know, when you're in high school, without having a perspective of the world, every single day feels like it's the most important day from like a social hierarchy standpoint. Yeah. You know, you've got the cool kids. I'm not. It's not like uh, an '80s high school flick, but there's a little bit of you know social circles, the cool kids, the athletes, the cheerleaders. That that shit still existed when I was in in high school, and I didn't know how to navigate that. I, I didn't really have a lot of social skills and it was very intimidating for me. And I feel like Twitch has now become every single day, there's some Twitch cafeteria, high school table bullshit. Yeah. I mean, yo, I don't give a fuck what everybody else is doing. And for the most part, I don't comment on what anybody else is doing. But God damn, don't bring it over to my side of the fence when I'm just minding my own business playing rank play. <laughs> yeah. I told these fucking kids, and then I go back and look at my most viewed 24-hour clips on Twitch because I was, I was snapping yesterday. I'm yeah. like, man, I can't wait to see what these kids clipped and maybe I'll have some for TikTok or Instagram. Nope. <laughs> Nate shot on Ms. Kiff. Ms. Kiff on Nate shot. Yada, yada, yada. I'm like, oh my God. So that's just a small component of what I think Twitch has evolved into. It's just people, and I know people love drama. I think instinctually people just love to bask in the negativity around something that they're interested in. Yeah. But fuck me, man. Is it annoying? It's annoying. It's just annoying. I'm just trying to play some COD. Uh, yeah. I told him, <laughs> I'm like, leave, leave, leave me out of this shit. Yeah. I'm, I'm literally just playing Call of Duty. Mm -hmm. Fuck chicken strips. Were they, I noticed too, like for you as a streamer, is that just also like super annoying to deal with when you're playing in your whole chat it's just blowing up with like miskiff shit and pe like kids coming over to like troll you and you might be tilting on the game or whatever, but you just like look at the chat and it's just all of that. Does that have any effect on you? I, I don't know if it's it, like trolling doesn't get under my skin anymore. It's yeah. just the fact that I have to look over at my chat where, you know, more times than not, we're talking about whatever's happening right now in the moment. And instead, you know, I've got hundreds of messages just flying and your phone's on jesus but go do not disturb joe rookie move it is on do not disturb well, how did a phone call make it through i have it where calls still come through 
so they don't go straight to voicemail. So we're not do not disturbing. It's a spam call. <laughs> yeah, I know, but normally, like, if you have a do not disturb setting on, the only people that can get through are you know favorites in your phone, like your mom or your dad or your or or, or Chandler, your girlfriend. I mean, there's. I guess I'm not used to many situations where I need to have all the calls go straight to voicemail. But true, <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's a great fucking point, Joe. <laughs> yeah. What's so, going on? You're making a whole lot of sense today. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I mean, it doesn't really bother me. It just whatever. Yeah. I hate the high school clicks and bullshit. Leave me out. Yeah, especially to when it's like Twitch and it's a bunch of people who aren't involved in the drama at all but are just all watching it and think that they're a part of it somehow. <laughs> I think you made a comment. You're like, yo, Miss Kip doesn't know you. Like, get out of here. <laughs> he, he, he don't know you, little bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're like championing for him. I'm like, yeah, brother, yeah. my man, you guys never locked eyes. Yeah, exactly. Stop jerking off. <laughs> yeah. But it was nice. A little extra viewership on uh, Blue Raz Day. Blue Raz Day was a big day mm-hmm. for all of Juvie. It was a record-setting day. It was most sales we've ever done in one day. Um, we crossed a certain threshold for revenue targets that we've had. And, uh, it was, it was the biggest day of, yeah. of, of Juvie's, uh, life, life, lifespan. It was, it was unbelievable. I mean, it's, it's tough because I have to sound like a salesman and I, 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 I do the same pitch to my stream every single time. I'm like, guys, look, I am biased, but you just got to try it once. Get a can in your hand. I got this code nade that will get you 10% off. Everybody's complaining about, uh, or like the only negative comments we see are, oh, $36 for one case. And I, I actually understand that. If you see uh, anything around a beverage for $36, uh, it sounds a little intimidating. It looks mm-hmm. intimidating. But, you know, most cans across energy drink market are around $3. You know, yeah. the only exceptions to that rule are, when you go to a gas station, you'll get those deals for a Red Bull or a Monster. That's two for five dollars, and sometimes I think they even without that deal charge a little bit less, like around two sixty or two seventy. But Monster and Red Bull they sell hundreds of millions of cans every single year, so they make up their margins just through sheer brute force of sales. Yeah, volume. Yeah, exactly through volume, and we're not we're not in that position where we have that much you know revenue day over day, week over week, month over month, year over year. So yeah, three dollars is on par with the the majority of the energy drink market maybe doing a 12 pack is a variety pack or a 12 pack in general for one single flavor was maybe a bit of an oversight maybe we we should have done four or six or eight just something that wasn't as as abrasive as 36 but that's coming yeah we've got juvie gonna be breaking out uh, as like a uh, an official partner on amazon here pretty soon that's a bit of a spoiler but there's gonna be easier ways and cheaper uh, through points to trying Juvie itself. But overall, it was a, an incredible day. Yeah, I think Blue Raspberry, we can all agree. I mean, there's a video clip of Sam coming into my office maybe like six, seven, eight months ago of trying it for the first time. And after the cameras turned off, I was actually depressed and, and worried because I told him, I'm like, man, maybe we should just push back the launch and wait to launch with blue raspberry because i think it's the best flavor out of all four yeah i agree but we're building the plane we'll fly in it we'll have it in store soon be able to get it you know single can at a time but till then blue raspberry just launched drinkjuvie.com code nade 10 percent off and because of the stuff for 36 dollars and the fact that you can't get it in stores yet free shipping you know what's pretty unbelievable, too? Great job, by the way, Joe. Thanks. You'll be a creator yet. <laughs> yeah. Sam Keen, uh, the president of Juvie, <laughs> he's got like, first it was GM, then I get an email from him that says vice president. This guy, Sam, built it from the ground up with his team. Uh, and obviously I helped, but not at the same level of uh, busy hands. I mean, the guy has basically been brick by brick since day one. Mm-hmm. He actually was beautiful about being a customer of Juvie. If you had a subscription program, because you can go on the website and have it delivered every two weeks or every month, so you don't have you set it and forget it. And I think that's actually been uh, you know a common habit for other products. I do that for water on Amazon with Liquid Death, but he actually was sending out the uh, we 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 were thinking in our heads. 
this can is beautiful. I love the simplicity of the Juvie branding, but I feel like Blue Raspberry and even other energy drinks that are on uh, shelves at a gas station, there's just graphics everywhere and it's really loud and it, it catches your eye pretty quickly. But the whole reason why we did a very simplistic can was to sort of uh, move in a different direction. I think this would actually stand out more if it were on uh, or in a refrigerator or gas station than any other drink because it looks so, it's inherently different. You know what mm. I mean? Yeah. But I, I wanted to explore what a louder can would look like uh, just to give it the look that blue raspberry tastes like. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. And those Nebula cans, we, we basically took like Dark Matter Camo for Black Ops 3 and we threw it on uh, the labeling on the sleeve around the Juvie. And it, it did land exactly where we wanted to, but he actually sent those like limited time cans to subscribers on the website without mm -hmm. them ever knowing. And I got a couple of tweets like, hey, I was a customer, but now I'm a customer for life. This is probably the coolest thing a brand has ever done for me. Uh, and I just thought that was just the most thoughtful uh, business move that anybody could ever make. I would never think to do something like that. So hats off to Sam. It's fucking awesome seeing people get surprises in the mail like that. Mm -hmm. So if you're a customer of Juvie, you never know. The surprise could be right around the corner for you. 100%. If you want to taste the galaxy, <laughs> try Blue Raspberry Juvie. <laughs> there you go. Nice uh, job, Joe. All right. Off of our, uh, off our pitch box, I am really excited to talk about uh, CSGO and everything that's happening. Oh, my God. Wait, really quickly. Last thing before we go on CSGO 2. I really, really want somebody... And I, uh, the sidemen were in the office. I had uh, Toby and um, Vic. Mm -hmm. They were um, in L.A. And this guy, Vic Star, is actually hilarious. I've known him for over a decade. We used to play Minecraft, Call of Duty together. Great kid. Has not changed one bit. Just very direct, somewhat soft-spoken. But we're talking about business, this, that, and the other. And I was telling them... Uh, with some of the business partners they had there who have ties to obviously KSI and Logan with Prime. I told them, I'm like, man, so badly with this new flavor because I had a blue raspberry can in my hand. I want to put like brown paper bags, you know, somebody walking down the street slugging back like a 36 ounce beer or whatever they have. Uh, I want to just put different blue raspberry flavored energy drinks, especially Prime, mm -hmm. in a brown paper bag and just do like a, a blind taste test. Yeah, because I I genuinely believe after trying the blue Raz from Prime, no disrespect, because I love Logan, I love KSI, I mean it's not even a competition. So I just want to film a video, like whether it's people. I said we should do this for our foundation shorts because mm -hmm. we brought up the inseam a little bit, a little hipper, a little shorter, but they're great for working out. Mm -hmm. I'm like these people at the Culver City Steps here, it's a very popular hiking spot in in LA. It's right next to our office. We should just have somebody out there with a microphone and camera in hand and whatever somebody walks by is wearing a pair of shorts like, hey, here's our mobile dressing room. Take a pair of foundation shorts, try them on. And if you like them, you keep them. Mm -hmm. You got to wear them for the rest of the day yeah. just to prove like how great the product actually is. And you don't need to be from gaming to love the fit and how it how it lays on your body. <laughs> I think we should just do that. Like, hey, try this energy drink. Try this energy drink. You get to keep both. Which one do you like more? I think nine times out of ten, if not ten out of ten, Blue Raz Juvie's getting picked out of that bag. Something to think about. I would never do it myself because I still have that social anxiety, but I still think we could do it. I'll get out there. Little, <laughs> yeah, right. A little, little guerrilla marketing. We'll see if you actually follow through. <laughs> yeah. We'll find out. Yeah. Unfortunately for you, you've got Jen here, chief content officer. She might hold you to it. Well, I could even do like, uh, I was thinking over the weekend, those drink, like the drink reviews where they have them in like a cardboard box with the straws and you don't know which flavor is which or what's what they like guess it or they pick their favorite yeah i think that one would be a little tougher you might be setting yourself up for failure there because if you have like the when they do those on tiktok it's like coke diet coke you're trying yeah. to find what pepsi is and 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 the diet pepsi max versus coke zero yada 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 there would just be too much blue ras flavoring in your mouth, so you might they might go too far off the beaten path. But if you have them stacked up like one to one, I think, yeah. I think we'd come out on top. We'll see, we'll see. But anyways, CSGO two, CSGO two, bombshell. Yes, bombshell. So, to give everybody a quick rundown, uh, this week there were leaks and reports from of, Richard Lewis. Richard broke Lewis. the story. Who is that, by the way? 
He's uh he's been a journalist in 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 gaming uh, seemingly for as long as I can remember since I've been around and he's like an OG in the world of Counter-Strike and and really just esports in general. Yeah. Some people love him, some people hate him because he does not shy away from having uh, strong opinions of, of, about anything and everything. Yeah. that he might talk about. Uh, but you got to tip the cap. I mean, this guy was the first person to uh, really break this story. So, yeah, Richard Lewis, you got to look into the history books, but he's been around. He's 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 one of the guys in in, yeah. in journalistic esports and gaming. Yeah. Blake Robbins gave him the uh, co-sign on Twitter yesterday, so I subscribed to his Substack. There you go. Yeah. There you go, Richard Lewis. <laughs> there we, we go. We got another we got another Substack Substack <laughs> subscriber, Joe Callis. Another email that'll probably get archived every week in my inbox. But love the honesty. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, love the honesty. Okay, so for those that don't know, CS:GO 2 uh, rumors have leaked for a potential beta launch this month. Um, reports as late as April first, but the originally came from files from the NVIDIA driver update at the end of February showing a CSGO 2 um, execu- executable file. Um, and along with that, there's been a bunch of more reporting where it's going to reportedly boast 128 tick servers at launch. That's what people think they need to do. I don't know if there's any proven, you know, in the files that they... Yeah mine from these nvidia updates that are coming what people are expecting is that they'll have 128 tick servers yes do you know what that is yeah so i mean sort of i get like the general concept of like the server time and like how much data is being sent to you and all that compared to smoother network experience uh valorant did a great job of Mm -hmm. bringing in these high tick rate servers yeah for context let me say this if Counter-Strike 2 actually does have 128 tick rate servers, think about it this way. Call of Duty last year, I think players, and maybe even, I don't know what it is this year, probably something lower or as low as what I'm about to say. Call of Duty was on like 12 tick rate servers mm-hmm. for like the last 15 years. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's exactly 12, maybe 16, but something obscenely low, which yeah. just does not give you a great networking experience and how the shots feel when you're getting hit markers and you're ping and everything. Yeah. 128 tick would be a very big deal for Counter-Strike players. I think Modern Warfare 2 right now is on 22 tick. So, okay. Yeah. But, yeah, so Valve, the developer for Counter-Strike and Dota, um, their newer engine, Source 2, is reportedly what CSGO is supposed to be moving to. So whether or not it's going to be a new game or just essentially an update, um, we shall see. But um, yeah, between that, better matchmaking so you don't need third-party apps like Faceit and ESEA. Um, and then updated graphic packages. Man, I, uh, I, it, I can't help but wonder. Well, one, I'm, I cannot believe that Valve... That entire company is just a mystery to me. I feel like they keep things so close to the chest. Mm-hmm. You have no idea at any point what's coming next from them. I feel like they go dark for years and then just drop bombshells. I mean, when I was on Reddit in high school, everybody, the common meme that you would see at least once a day is when is Half-Life 3 going to come out? Mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z. Uh, I think I think Half-Life was Valve, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm not I'm not crazy. Yeah. I, I do remember things. Mm-hmm. And I just cannot believe if they are actually going to release a beta for this in the next month that it hadn't leaked prior to this moment in time right now. Yeah. I mean, they've got to have their employees either really, really happy or under the most like stringent NDAs that are just terrifying for these employees every single day. But to keep that, to keep a lid on it for as long as they have, credit to them. But I also wonder because. Counter-Strike hasn't really had any any competition when it comes to attack shooter. Mm-hmm. I mean, Valorant for how... Very, very similar Counter-Strike. Different in many other ways, but it's it's almost like one-to-one when it comes to shooting mechanics, um, the economy system, and there's nuanced differences, but I think we can all agree from surface level, Valorant knew what they were doing when they built that game. And I'm glad that they did because... Everybody wants to talk about all this bullshit around the PGA and live, but at this point now, can you really 
argue against the fact that Liv has sort of forced the PGA's hand to make some changes to their lifetime uh, structure and how they treat the players, the tournament systems. They just announced in 2024 that they're going to have no cuts anymore on the PGA. I don't want to get too far off the beaten path here, but just an example. It kind of forced their hand to make those changes. I wonder if CSGO 2 was the product of Valorant. You know, I mean, Counter-Strike, the matchmaking system has been absolutely awful. I mean, the game obviously has unbelievable staying power. They just hit their record peak of players since the beginning. I mean, to have this game still continue to grow is unbelievable. Mm. But you can't go on that game and grind a Radiant or, you know, Global Elite uh, and have a fair experience. You're going to be dealing with Smurfs, Cheaters, everything under the sun. Yeah. And so if you really want to have, like, full-blown competition in a contained experience, you got to play ESEA or face it, whatever. So for me, regardless if it's just like a port over, Counter-Strike 2 doesn't really have much innovation around what the game actually is to have better tick rate servers, to have a better updated, fresher matchmaking system where people can just get on the game, go into ranked play, start a match, similar to what we're getting right now with Call of Duty. You don't have to think about going to sign up for game battles. You can just play ranked and you'll have competitive matches and then updated graphics. I don't think Counter-Strike's a game that really boasts a graphic innovation in the first place, but Mm -hmm. even if they just tuned up what already is there, I think it'll be a massive success. Yeah, they just can't fuck with the recipe too much. Yeah, I agree. I mean, especially the game, the core mechanics are are so good on Counter Strike. But yeah, something for me like I grew up, I didn't play much Counter Strike growing up. Valorant was my first like competitive FPS game, first game on mouse and keyboard that I got into. I absolutely love it. But just for where gaming is today, um, any fresh content, I'm just super excited about, and to hear that. Like, I've played maybe two hours of Counter-Strike, and I was talking uh, with KJ yesterday, who's like a big Counter-Strike player, like, dude that works here at 100 Thieves, and I was saying, like, any uh, reduction in the barrier to entry, like, I'm like, I don't play Counter-Strike solely because I don't want to have to sign up for Face It or, like, have to, like, do matchmaking like that. If I can just get into the game, um, you know, that alone is going to make me play CSGO, too. You know what was shocking to me? And... The only people that are impacted by this are the employees at Riot and the and the teams that have uh, rosters in the VCT and the Franchise League. I couldn't believe how many players were openly talking about the fact that if Counter-Strike 2 is real, how quickly they're going to move back over mm-hmm. and just ditch Valorant. Well, the Counter-Strike community is like... I mean, they're... they're <laughs> I mean, I understand why they would do it and why they're saying what they're saying, but... There also is a part of me that just finds it, and I don't mean this any other way, just surface-level knee-jerk reaction. I just think it's a little disrespectful. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for everything Valorant's put together. But I compare, like, the Counter-Strike community to, like, vegans. Like, every time I play Valorant with someone who played Counter-Strike, the entire time we play, all they do is just throw in my face how much better Counter-Strike is. <laughs> I'm like, like, dude. Like, just let me play Valor. Like, let me enjoy my time here. So they will certainly, you know. They are definitely (laughs) the purest of the gaming community. I mean, they have the harshest opinions. And it's like, fuck you. If you're not with us, you're against us. Yeah. I mean, these kids, like, fucking mauled, bro. They're like, oh, my God, dude. This game is just so much worse than Counter-Strike. I'm like, why are you playing right now? You'll you'll have a teammate in Val. Like, you're, I'm, like, queuing up in Diamond and Immortal. Not even Radiant. He's going like two and twelve, and he's like, "This game fucking sucks. CS:GO is so much better. This game is ass." Like, bro, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, literally playing like shit. But I get it. I get it. You know, this game's been around uh, for over twenty years. It's like, how could you not have that loyalty to Counter Strike? But I, I, I can't wait to watch it unfold. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna be cool too. I think Counter Strike, if they. I doubt. I I truly, man, it's tough. I'm like split down the middle 50-50. I think there really is a world where they decided to put this in development because of Valorant. And it might not have been in the last couple of years. It might have been mm-hmm. like five, six years ago because a couple, uh, you know, Counter-Strike, uh, you know, map makers, they got poached to go work at Riot. So Valve knew that this was coming, I would imagine, yeah. for 
a much longer period of time before Valorant was even announced to the public. So they might have been mobilizing right from the jump, like, hey, this is going to be perfect storm for us. Yeah, You got all of these players who have now, for the first time ever, been introduced to these tax shooter you know, gameplay mechanics. Mm-hmm. So the people that will be able to go play Counter-Strike 2 after spending the last two years grinding Valorant, they're going to be right on in the saddle, ready yeah. to go, ready to play. And it, I think that community will flourish. Yeah, whether it was like PGA to live where they're like, okay, we have this competitor that we need to now like boost our game for, or the fact that they have just caught this wave off Valorant and what they've done for the tech shooter space. Either way, I mean, the community is super healthy right now, and I'm I'm excited. Um, did, you, did, you the, uh, did you see the tweet that Hunter Thieves put out? Yeah. It went out live while I was streaming. And <laughs> yeah. I saw I saw a comment in my chat. I peered over and I saw, you better go look at the 100 Thieves Twitter account. That needs to get deleted. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Well, I don't want to give his attention. I don't want to react to this. But then I pull out my phone after that game. Mm-hmm. And I look and somebody from the 100 Thieves social team tweeted out, I'm never playing Valorant again if this game gets released. And it's just like the 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 speculative like uh, uh game cover art for Counter Strike two. Yeah. And I'm like, oh what the fuck? <laughs> yo, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I hop in the social uh Slack, our internal messaging system. I'm like, yo, delete this immediately. <laughs> Guys, we're a partnered Valorant team with Riot. Why? And I mean, why would you ever tweet this? We had a good laugh about it. Yeah. And I think that's actually been the cool part about uh, these first couple podcast episodes, just being honest and open and talking about the business with our community. I don't think uh, there were, I mean, people were pretty upset and I, I, I've actually messaged a few Riot employees afterwards who I have a ton of respect for like, hey, that tweet didn't come from us. And it was just one of uh, our social team uh, members just trying to have something as polarizing as possible. I mean, it's a game of numbers. You want as much engagement as possible. So yeah. that copy was just a little too OD. <laughs> you know, it was, good, it was a good tweet, but not from uh, Hunter Thieves, man. I don't think it was a great tweet. For I, I don't think it would have been a great tweet from anything Hunter Thieves related. Yeah, exactly. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, but yeah, it just can't happen. But I think it's cool. It's like a lot of people could be up in arms and mad about that, but. It was somebody on the social team taking a shot, which I got to tip the cap to. I got I got respect for that, but not the right time, not the right place, not the right copy. We yeah. delete it. We move on. We move forward. I don't think anybody's upset, but I did find it fucking hilarious. I'm like, wow, you're really swinging for the fences yeah. with this one. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe we, we dial don't do back. that. Dial it back just a bit. But I had one more thing I want to say about Counter-Strike, but I can't remember. Um. I got a couple more questions I might jog your memory, but okay. before we get into that, as a as a man who's been in the gaming industry for as long as you have, I would be so inclined to ask, do you have any inside scoops on Counter-Strike? This is the first time I've heard about it, too. Okay. I think uh, even my buddy, who's a really successful uh, gaming, he, he's part of a, a, a massive gaming venture fund. Uh, so he is uh, communicating and, and he's in the know. Uh, he's got insights to games that aren't going to come out for four or five years and the best studios that are on the horizon and who's really the movers and shakers in the industry. I don't think he even knew. Yeah. And if he did know, he did a great job of acting as if he didn't. So as somebody who has a lot of eyes and ears in many different places, I think the entire community was just shocked and, mm-hmm. and surprised. Yeah. Um, so they really did keep a lid on it. Well, and, man, I just can't. I, I just can't get past the fact that this is something that might release in the next month or two. Mm-hmm. My Hopefully. biggest question now, though, as somebody who grinded Valorant, who is still going to play Valorant, but I would love. I did. I, I played a fuck ton of Counter Strike. It was one of the first games that I played on keyboard mouse mm-hmm. after retiring from Call of Duty. And I thought I got pretty decent at it. Then I went and played Valorant and played that for a couple of years and realized I was shit at Counter-Strike, but I'll be much better at it now. I wonder, I, they have to, I mean, they have to port over the in-game skins and items from the original Counter-Strike, right? Yeah. Because, bro, my inventory is still worth like 30, 40 grand. No <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, I saw they did 30, they sold 30 million cases last month too. It's unbelievable. It's, so you know, that was, or go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say EA EA cracked down on it. Call of Duty obviously cracked down on it. We used to have like supply cases that you can open up. Not the same exact system, but it, in Advanced Warfare, there was 
uh, an obsidian steel bow that was just unbelievable for pubs. And then you had this other, um, I forget what it was called. The two main, right now we've got like the TAC-56 and the Vaznev. Mm -hmm. That's the Call of Duty meta right now. In AW, it was the ASM, uh, or ASM-1, I think it was, the SMG and the bow. But they had uh, variants of it that were literally like pay to win. If you would mm -hmm. buy enough cases and open it up and you would get the Obsidian Steed or the Obsidian Steel and mm -hmm. these guns, I mean, it was over. Um, but Call of Duty hasn't had that in a very, very long time. So I, I just can't believe Counter-Strike has gotten away with the, the key and case meta uh, for microtransactions. And I, you know what? I don't hate it. Everybody, everybody hates microtransactions for the most part. There's this huge... Uh, distaste for microtransactions in games. As long as it's not pay pay to win, mm -hmm. as long as somebody doesn't have like a substantial advantage over me just because they spent money, I'm all for a cosmetic system that can feel like gambling a little bit. I know it's probably not great for young kids to have a habit forming gambling mindset when they're playing these video games, but. I actually don't mind the luck of the draw. I think it's kind of fun, as a creator at least. I mean, I, there's only one component I can talk about it from that lens. But those cases and those 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 keys, when you open up a knife and you just realize like, oh shit, I've got like a $1,000, uh, you know, fade. I'm, it, I just unbox it. I think it's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, you have like FIFA doing like packs and shit as well. Yeah. I mean, that's... I mean, if you're worried about kids, like, let's look to that before. That's <laughs> why my back supported. What do you, uh, what do you think for like the current skin market? If we're moving to Source Two and they're gonna have all these new skins, new packs, like, if you are you like worried about your your inventory right now? Like, not at all. I mean, obviously. You, why would I be worried? I mean, maybe someone who's like more into the skin game, like, should they be worried? Like, are they going to get like phased out these skins that they have right now? No, I doubt it. If anything, I think they'll be more valuable. I mean, it really, it truly really depends on what valve decides to do mm -hmm. and how they translate over to this new game. I just can't imagine a situation where you wouldn't be able to bring those back over to your inventory. Yeah. Now, if it were riot on the other hand, and we were like five years from out, I feel like, I'd be split down the middle whether they would bring those skins over just because I feel like they uh, really dig in on mm -hmm. how expensive everything is. And, you know, they don't have their skins available 24-7. You really have to wait for them to be in your store or mm -hmm. get lucky with the night market. Um, I just can't see a world where Counter-Strike, after 20 years of history... I don't, I don't, I don't know what it was like back in Source in 1.6. I'm definitely not uh, a historian when it comes to Counter Strike, mm -hmm. but from my experience on Global Offensive, I would be shocked if you couldn't bring over your inventory to CS:GO too. So if anything, they should be excited. I mm -hmm. think it'll just become more valuable. You'll have like a legacy item. Yeah, it's like uh, you know, a original holographic Charizard. Mm -hmm. We might have over a thousand Pokemon now, but. Tides raise all ships, and now you've got something that is the most desirable item in your inventory. I'm yeah. pretty, I'm, I'm stoked. Yeah, they would be, they would be fools not to bring them over. So I, I assume they will. But uh, off the skin economy too, a uh, little Project X question for you. Mm -hmm. What in terms of skin markets? Obviously, there's so many different components to Project X in terms of the gameplay and art, and we're still so early. But do you want to see a skin market in Project X? I think it's too early to talk about that. I don't know if it would be a skin market, but I will tell you this. Customization, in-game customization, is one of our biggest priorities. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that priority doesn't take precedent over pure gameplay because if you don't have that figured out, I think you're dead in the water. The number one thing that we are focusing on is tight controls and a repeatable and satisfying uh, gameplay mechanics. Mm -hmm. I mean, that has to be... It has to be fun to play. Mm -hmm. And you have to feel rewarded when you outplay somebody and you know the keyboard and mouse or the controller needs to be an extension of your mind and your body i think that's why valorant and counter-strike and call of duty have been so successful because they have like the tightest controls and cameras um you know you can poke uh, holes in that 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 the ladder of that part but um beyond that first priority in-game customization is definitely the one thing that I think a lot of games fall flat in, even Call of Duty to this day. I just can't understand the Call of Duty store. 
I mean, it, it is mind-boggling to me. I, I, I mean, I think about it so much. I mean, I truly do. I, I'll never forget. I was at a New Year's Eve celebration this, this, this past year. And uh, I'm like in the urinal. I've got like three espresso martinis in me. We're, we're feeling great. And I'm literally ranting urinal, urinal with one of my buddies who works at Activision. I'm like, dude, I know it's not my place, but I would love to just go to the fucking board of Activision and let them know how asleep at the wheel they actually are. To me, I just can't not understand how these skins for Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, and all console iterations of Call of Duty are so fucking bad. They're, they're now actually in the last week of playing ranked play, there's been some skins in the store that from an operator, you know, the player mm-hmm. uh, model and the gear that they're wearing are actually pretty fucking cool. I've got like this bank robber get up right now and yada, yada, yada. But the guns look fucking terrible. Yeah. And then you go look at Call of Duty Mobile and you've got somebody on Nuketown raising up like this dragon lore fucking sniper rifle that's breathing flames and it's something out of a mythical world. I think it's the coolest shit that I'd have ever seen. Yeah. But the Call of Duty store, I just feel like they're losing out on millions every single day because they can't get their art direction right. Um, so for us, I don't want it to be that way. I yeah. think when I played Advanced Warfare, for all the things that people complained about, the fact that I can run around as like a gingerbread man, I, I thought it was fucking really, 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 really cool. Yeah. So uh, in-game customization is like the, the big uh, priority in my mind on top of uh, a comprehensive rank system. I think there's only a few things which are massive things and definitely no easy feat. But there's like three main components of a game in my mind that we have to nail. And if we hit the right time at the right place, those are the only three things that we would focus on and control. The game could be successful. That's wishful thinking, but in-game customization is is massive priority for us. Awesome. Um, Speaking of which, uh, can we pivot into Valorant? Sure. Okay. Yeah, so new season coming up, new agent. Uh, speaking of cosmetics, they are dropping a new Oni bundle. Yeah. Katana and Oni Vandal. That's going to be sick. They do such a great job with their skins. Um, I think they're just head and shoulders above like Apex as well. Um, but it's like the one game where I'm like, okay, I need to go. I need to go buy that bundle. Like I'm, I'm signing up. I'm getting that ASAP. 100%. Oni's a, a big one too. Oh, yeah. We're going to get an Oni Vandal, I would imagine. Yeah, Oni Vandal and then yeah. a Katana for a knife. Yeah, that blue and white Oni Phantom skin and then the red and green that uh, Tens was always known for using. Mm-hmm. They're just fucking beautiful, man. They look- I swear. I know it's all visual. Um, when I'm using that red and green Oni Phantom, I feel like I've become Tens. <laughs> and I, my bullets just hit sh- so much harder and straighter. So an Oni Vandal will be pretty sick. I hope they don't fuck it up. It looks good. They were doing uh, play tests yesterday, a lot of creators, for yeah. uh, Gecko, the new agent, which we'll talk about in a second. And then the Motherfucker bottom. looks like a Pokemon champion, dude. <laughs> he does. Bro, I watched a video last night, and I was stoned uh, eating this ice cream, and I saw this fucking little Pokemon run up and plant the bomb on Haven. I'm like, yo, what the fuck am I watching right now? <laughs> I'm like doing a double take. Haley don't know what's going on. I'm like yeah. showing her the phone. I'm like, am I looking at this right? Yeah. <laughs> yo, did that, did that little fucking creature just plant that bomb? <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. Bro, they make annoying. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> they knew what they're fucking doing too, bro. I mean, like everybody, I think it's been all over my timeline. I'm like, what the fuck is this thing, bro? Like, what is going on? They're but, just dropping like LSD in the studio, <laughs> cooking up. These engineers are going crazy. <laughs> yeah, this dude literally just throws around like globs of slime. <laughs> yeah, they're like making fucking noises and shit. I'm like, yo, this is wild. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so New Ancient Gecko comes out, uh, I think today is the new season. Oh, um, shit. But he's an initiator. So, for those that aren't too familiar, um, Sova, Breach, Sky, KO, Fader, other initiators. He's got a blind, a concuss, uh, an AoE grenade, and then his ult is like a snare dog. And Wingman is like the one you've been seeing, like the little yellow guy. Yeah. <laughs> he fucking. That's my boy, dude. <laughs> yeah. Frank right there. That's, what's up, Frank? Go plant that fucking bomb, bitch. It's like Dobby. You never get in a fucking sock. Go plant my bomb. You will listen to me. We will be cruel to the Nazis. And through our cruelty, sounds good. You take that deal, I'll take that deal. 
Lieutenant Aldo Rain. I didn't jump out of no fucking aeroplane. Smoky Mounds. Nazis ain't got no humanity. All right, go ahead. No, you can keep going. Nah, I don't remember the quotes <laughs> as well as I should. Uh, that's pretty good, though. That was pretty good. Thank you. But, uh, but yeah, so... Joe is 100% a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking know. Cut the tape. Cut the tape. Um, but... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hinge. I love it. I fucking love it. I fucking fuck love me, it. Joe. Come here and fuck me. For those I can't. I love it. For this next segment, sponsored by Blue Chews. <laughs> Yo, actually, bro, I'm not even kidding. I dropped off my Porsche at the dealership yesterday, so get this shit. Shout out Brandon, by the way. I got a text from my Porsche representative at the dealership that I've been going to uh, to get some uh, the first year repairs done. I got to change oil, X, Y, and Z. Get the car back. Brick gets thrown through the window. And uh, I texted the guy like, hey, here's what happened. Can I come in? He's like, you want to come in today? I'm like, bet. I'll do my best. I couldn't make it in. And then he's like, yo, you want to bring it in on Wednesday? And I'm like, uh, I'm going to try, but I actually have a really, really busy day. So long story short, wasn't able to bring it in. And then I get a message from him like a week later, like, hey, my next appointment is in the 20th of March. And that was at the end of February. I'm like, fuck. So I'm in my chat streaming. And the first time that I was there, the the porter at the valet, he was a huge fan. He wore an L.A. Thieves hoodie. Mm -hmm. Great fucking guy. So he's in the chat. He's like, yo, it's Brandon from Porsche. I'm like, what's up, man? Like, fuck, dude. The 20th of March? That's the earliest point you guys got? All good. Next day, I get a text from his boss, Scott, and he's like, yo, you want to bring in the car today? I'm like, let's go. So I pull up, show him the car, and uh, I say, thank you guys so much. Shake both their hands. He's like, well, thank Brandon. And I'm like, I appreciate you, man. And so I bring the car in, and I don't remember why I started talking about this. Uh, boner pills. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, boner pills. Thank we got to get it in. North every, Star, North Star. We got to get it in every Follow day. the North Star, boner pills. <laughs> yeah. Bro, I, I ran out of Zins the night before, and I've you know, slowly been weaning off nicotine. Dropped the car off, and I, Haley uh, met me there to drive me home. And I'm like, honey, pull into this shell so I can go get Zins. I walk in there, and I just see what seemed like, you know, fucking the Garden of Eden of just rhinoceros, <laughs> unicorn, blue chew pills just fucking everywhere. And I was thinking to myself, bro, I should buy some of these and have Joe take them on stream and see what happens. See if this table raises up a little bit. <laughs> Six to midnight. Obviously did not buy like, them, but uh, the thought was there. It'll be me, like me freshman year of high school all over again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? In class. Oh, good. Oh, good. Woo. Um, funny, also, too. Boner pills. Fuck yeah. <laughs> when I tweet, the I tweet. The rhinoceros horn. <laughs> I tweet. <laughs> Holy shit. I tweeted, uh, I was like, uh, Every time I look at a can of Juvia, it makes me think of this, and it was like the obelisk. I uh, saw that. That was actually a pretty good tweet. <laughs> oh, thank you. Rustin responded like, oh, I wish it said, like, every time I drank a blue Juvia, it made me feel like this. And I texted him on the side because I was like, this is too niche for anybody else to actually know what this is. I, I texted him. I'm like, no, this is actually <laughs> what I look like every time I take blue chew. <laughs> <laughs> the heart of the cards. <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, we got our boner pill segment in. Hey, guys. <laughs> Is that, is that Yu-Gi-Oh? Not a Yu-Gi-Oh reference? I just think that's what all animated dub voice actors sound like. I, 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 I truly, and I'm not a snob, I'm not gatekeeping for anime, but beyond Dragon Ball Z, and maybe there's a couple outliers, bro, when I listen to Naruto and Sasuke in American dub versus Japanese original voice actors, I... I, I, it sounds like the dumbest and worst placed voice acting I've ever heard. It's, I understand. I understand that you grow up, you watch things a certain way. That's how you want to hear them. And Dragon Ball Z, I understand that. When I went and watched Dragon Ball Super, the only when it first released, the, the only way you could watch it was the Japanese. They didn't have dubbed out yet. Yeah. Bro, they got Goku sounding like a 40-year-old woman. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is this? And Vegeta, don't get me started, bro. Yeah. Like, I, I want them sounding hard as fuck, and they do not. High-pitched voices, that's the only one where I'm like, okay, let's watch it in dub, but... That's the, yeah, that's the only one that dub is better, because, again, yeah, like, Vegeta's voice is iconic. Same with Goku Capricot. when he... got <laughs> Yeah, when Goku goes super Saiyan. Ah, and they, ah, 
that's what they sound like in the, in, 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 the, in the Japanese verse. I'm like, motherfucker, giving me your fucking nuts are stuck up in your like you're a saying, bro. You sound like that. That's not what saying sound like. Oh well. yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. yeah. Uh, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah. Uh, closing the loop on that. Just Goku when he's super saying dubbed. I'm like, all right, this motherfucker means business. <laughs> yeah, this guy means business. I do not come. <laughs> do not come. I'm gonna come. That's what. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I used to have dreams of doing Kamehameha's in the hyperbolic time chamber, and then I'd wake up and realize that I can't go Super Saiyan or do Kamehameha's, and it was just that was. I actually think that's when my life was fucked from from there on out i feel like that's like the first dose of reality you get when you're a kid like you grow up you're like oh i want to be like an astronaut or i want to be like a professional football player or something when you watch dragon ball z and you're like eight years old and you quickly realize that you can't go super saiyan that's when it that's when it turned for me I'm like you know what? i think i might be a lawyer you know <laughs> like i think i, <laughs> I think i would go do some there's no world where <laughs> joe ever thought he was going to be a lawyer <laughs> i actually took the lsat how'd you do uh, I did okay. Didn't pass though. No, I passed. I mean, wait, isn't that LSAT like the bar? No, the bar is what you have to take after you go to law school. Oh, you have okay. to pass that to be able to practice. But the LSAT is like the admissions test. Oh wow! Yeah. Good for you, Joe. Yeah, really. All them book smarts, but no street, huh? <laughs> I got. Motherfucker's gonna be John Moran pulling out a gun. Yo, hey, listen, Bro. we can't we can't ever let Joe get popular because if he does Instagram live, it's just gonna be boner pills, he playing Yu-Gi-Oh, flashing guns at 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 I'm not gonna say what's next, but you're a moron. <laughs> I've we more street smarts than you, hundred percent. There is no fucking shot, brother. I mean Why in what <laughs> in what world do you think that you would have better street smarts than me? I've been on the earth longer. In this world. I've I grew up in a worse neighborhood. I mean, I I don't know. It's maybe it's the Italian in me. That's the thing, Pete. Too people talk about like genetics. You know, like you come from like a family of doctors. Like you're gonna be a great doctor, or like I don't fucking know. Like you're a family of carpenters. Your dad's a carpenter. You probably would have been a great carpenter. I'm like, it it makes sense that I find that like things that I would be best at all are tied to like. Like gambling and like and like maybe like beating the shit out of people if I need to. Joe really building the best case possible as to why he would have been a great lawyer. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like gambling uh, and beating the shit out. I'd of be people. like Alex Murdoch or Murda. Fuck yeah, dude! Double <laughs> homicide, going away for life. Yeah, I watched uh, watched a little bit last night. Um, you know what? The internet has been. I don't know the whole case and uh, the ins and outs of the story, but I actually. I feel like there's a lack of empathy for the oldest son who's now fucked. I mean, his mom and brother are dead. His dad is going to jail for the rest of his life. And he just has the entire internet on his ass. Like, you know, I know that it's hard to separate emotions here, but I can't help but feel bad for the guy. That's a fucking, that's a lot. Look, look at you being a, being a good guy, showing some empathy. <laughs> you make it. <laughs> Just Joe should be the one person in this room that should. Uh, I, 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 you know, I'm not even trying to pat myself on the shoulder. Actually, I, just, I wish I was less empathetic. I'm empathetic to a fault. I know. I'm just, I'm just razzing you. I forget. Fuck you. I forget people watch this. Yeah, but know? we got to cut this kid a break, man. His whole family's yeah. dead or in jail. No, actually, fuck. No. That's crazy. It's tough. It's tough. I don't. Where do we go from here? <laughs> yeah, I don't really know what to say uh, about that. But back to Valorant, which uh, spurred this, <laughs> this whole thing. Um, so the new Ancient Gecko coming out. Um, you know, I want to give you credit real quick because there were a bunch of topics and I had floated around with the idea of sending you a text like, hey, you should uh, make sure we have all the information on this so that we can clip out for TikTok and Instagram. Because whoever did the edit for the uh, Kai Sinet, um, setup that we had went viral. Like okay. one of our first couple posts on our 100 Thieves cast TikTok had over a million views in like 48, 72 hours. Mm -hmm. I thought it was super informative and we shared our opinions on it and wrapped it up in a bow, sent it off. It was great. Mm -hmm. And for some of these hot topics, if we had something written out where, you know, we share our opinion, but we actually give succinct and efficient news and cover it well. This was, you did this without me asking, and I had thought about asking you. So, two points to Gryffindor. <laughs> Anything it. off the trolley, dear. 
Hufflepuff. How about, you guys have any blue chews on the trolley? <laughs> hey, lady, I need a Glock with a banana clip and blue chews. Hey, listen, lady. I... <laughs> hey, listen, lady, this fucking elf, <laughs> this house elf below me means business. If we if we don't get him some blue chews, he's going to shoot up this entire fucking train. Hey, listen, lady, I need four blue chews and I need about 10 minutes. Now, <laughs> I don't know what you got going on, but if you want to come around, if you want to participate... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna judge. So we'll be here, but uh, give me those and <laughs> get out of here, bro. Uh, Haley and I have to. So for anyone who doesn't know, Haley and I have been talking about having kids, right? Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, uh, Haley's younger brother passed away when he was in his, uh, you know, late single digits. He had a rare genetic disease that just coincidentally both of her parents were carriers for. Mm-hmm. And you know, we've been talking about. Right after the wedding, Haley's even got her ovulation schedule up. She's like, honey, when we're on our honeymoon, I'm going to be ovulating. She says that last night. I'm like, okay, fuck yeah, let's go. We're going to fuck. <laughs> let's but, fuck. But, but we, we got to do, uh, she got off birth control maybe like six months ago. So obviously we've been very careful about how we uh, get to business and when we do it, how we do it. But she got a kit for me because I have to send in my sperm to uh, the doctor and she has to go get a blood test while she's on her period and menstruating, yada, yada, yada. And I just, I looked at her the other night. I'm like, honey, when are you going to jerk me off in this jar? <laughs> like, how, how are we going to do that? Like, what? so when are, when are we going to get these spermies in this jar? Like, well, how, what, what's the process? Like, I feel like this kid's just been sitting around. I don't know why my brain thought of that, but. Do you know, uh, do you know who Steve Brule is? No. The John C. Riley like, adult swim skit? No. <laughs> he goes to, like, a sperm bank. <laughs> He's like, uh, he has like this famous bit where he just like mispronounces like a bunch of names, like Neil Armstrong instead of Neil Armstrong and all this shit. But he has one, he's like an interviewer, right? And uh, he goes to a sperm bank and it is just the most wild clip. Like he goes and like donates sperm at like this fertility, like fertility clinic. And he's just like, I can't even make pull it together. I I gotta pull it together, but I mean, might even need to just cut this part. But I think it's staying. He just starts like making the loudest noises possible. (laughs) At first, they like put him in. They put him in the room, and they're like, "All right, we're gonna need you to take a sample, whatever." He comes out, he like shits in the cup. And they're like, "No, not that sample, sir." And then he's like, "He's like, oh, oh, really?" And they're like, "Oh, we can help." And they like hook him up to this like machine that basically just jerks you off oh word <laughs> there's like a nurse there does that like, exist <laughs> where do we find it at the end of it he's like he's like all uncomfortable he's like basically like spasming and at the end he's like turn this thing off i'm dry <laughs> and the video just cuts like freeze frame on his face i'll show it to you after this i don't know if i need to see it thanks but, joe uh, did a great job of uh painting the picture for me yeah. dude your modern day picasso yeah i appreciate that uh <laughs> how long have we been going for boys about an hour. Oh. I really do feel like we should cut here because I have some other things we should talk about. Uh, is everybody locked in to film another episode since we're going to be out of town? Do we want to finish this Valorant bit real quick? I mean, what else do we got to do? What, what else do you have in your bag of tricks over there, Joe? Um, I think we should finish Valorant because it'll be timely for this week too, actually. Okay. But a rip. Um, we got a couple other things on here. Not too much. Um, we'll save them for the next episode. I got Oscar predictions on here for this week because the Oscars are Sunday. Yeah, I don't. We don't. I don't know what films are up for Best Picture. That's why I got my laptop right here. All right, well, let them rip, and I'll tell you which one I think should win. The one that I think should win never wins, but um, there's a reason why I'm not a movie critic. Okay, let's finish. Rotten Tomatoes score has a high critic score and a low audience score. I won't watch it. Don't care if you think that's stupid. I just know that critics just think that they are tapped into this higher art and i i can i can respect and have an infatuation for cinematography and storytelling but i just know that that movie is going to have a shitty ending and i'm not trying to end a movie feeling worse than when i started it critics i think have actually the worst takes out of anybody yeah i don't know how i mean look i'm not trying to attack all movie critics here but the proof is in the pudding they gave i'll never forget Star Wars The Last Jedi, right? Force Awakens comes out, got some heat. It's basically a New Hope remake. I loved it. Last Jedi, I'm waiting two, three years for this movie to come out. I can't wait. IGN, 9.7. Rotten Tomatoes, 99%. Ryan Johnson, 
crushes it. Phenomenal movie. I go watch fucking Luke Skywalker milk like aliens and then be like the biggest piece of shit for two hours. And then they just kill Snoke, who's like made out to be this unreal villain. They have Andy Serkis, like the best motion capture actor of our time, like playing him. So mysterious. I'm like, God, I can't wait. This movie's going to be so dark. They're going to fucking kill Princess Leia because Carrie Fisher's dead. All of a sudden, she's like fucking Mary Poppins in space fucking flying around. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It was the biggest piece of dog shit movie I've ever seen. Every single critic was like, this is the best thing ever. I got so mad. I'm not a big Reddit guy. I went on Reddit and titled an article, Ryan Johnson, you fucked us. And I wrote like 2,000 words at like three in the morning about how this is the worst movie of all time. And proud of you, Joe. It just... I don't watch Star Wars like that, but you just made me hate it, too. I mean, dog shit. Absolute dog shit. So, Um, fuck movie critics. Fuck them. And fuck Rotten Tomatoes. Just know, if it has a high critic score and a lower audience score, it's going to be a sad, terrible, miserable, meaningless ending. It's going to be horrible. It's going to be absolutely terrible. Because now I watch movies, like, for entertainment. Like, there's a couple good movies that are, like, actually, like, great storytelling, but in this like Marvel day and age, I'm like, all right, I'm just basically going to the theater to like eat junk food, basically like my brain to eat junk food, something that's just like entertaining. All right, look, we got a lot of ammunition for this next episode. I got I got thoughts about all this, so let's let's wrap this up. Come on, all right, all right. Valorant, real quick, um, just even for clipping's sake, New Agent Gecko. Um, we already got that. Come on, okay. We want these people bored out of their minds. We're not going back in circles here. All right. Well, what, then, I guess what's your... I, mean, I don't even... They added a new initiator. I mean, there's not... I can't really have an opinion until I play. Okay. I don't really play initiators like that anyways. I mean, I tried playing Sky for a little bit. Those fucking birds. I can't. I can't. I cannot. I don't have the mental capacity to fly this bird around while I've got util flying around me, and I've got to make all these decisions. i got to move quick. I can't play fucking initiator, so I probably won't even touch Gecko. I, I, I just hope that as they introduce more agents, you know, for me, I actually was surprised when I saw Harbor in a couple of the metas f- at, at, in Brazil because nobody was playing Harbor. I mean, I only got back on the game for like a week. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. There's so many games that I want to play. I just don't have the time. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see if Gecko's used. I, I, was, I was thinking to myself, I've actually been surprised with how well-received new agents have been in Valorant because I, I I figured people would be so set in their ways with how the game is played. If you introduce an, an agent that can have like AI go and plant a bomb for you, it seems pretty overpowered. But then I think actually that, that you could get fucked by doing that in more ways than one. So I'm excited. I, I think it's great that they keep adding more features, new additions to the game to keep it fresh. And I'm excited to see how it plays out with Gecko. Yeah, I think it'll be super OP. I mean, we'll we'll see how the how the util actually shakes out with the plant. But even just having an extra gun for those five seconds of planting or diffusing um, could be pretty crazy when you put that in a professional's hand. So yeah. we'll see. But all right, that's a wrap on episode four. That was a great episode. I had a lot of fun. I, I, I'm glad that you went on your Star Wars rant. That was probably my favorite moment we've had so far in these podcasts. I've got another one. Because that's up. the real Joe right there. That's <laughs> the real Joe. Uh, I'm really excited about Creed 3, but we'll talk about that in the next. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. This is a show that we still do not have a name for. I think we kind of settled out at Nate Shot Knows. But maybe this will be our running bit. That we'll never have a title for this fucking thing. But yep. maybe that's a bad business and marketing decision. I don't know. But either way, thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you guys enjoyed this last hour and some change that we have delivered to your YouTube sub boxes. And I think we're going to get on um, these streaming platforms soon. It just takes a little bit longer on the back end for submissions and everything. But I've been having a lot of fun with this podcast. Uh, me and Joe are going to a wedding, so we got another episode coming your way in the next couple days. But Job Morant, stop flashing guns Instagram live, and you're going to be just fine. And uh, I can't remember what else we <laughs> talked about, but I'm sure it was entertaining in some capacity or another. And if not, fuck me. Hope you guys have a fantastic day, and you too. We'll see you fudging later. Goodbye.